0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fillmore's Crossing. Last week, the boys finally got to Fillmore's Crossing. Falk tried to <laughs> record scratch.
1: <laughs> Two weeks ago.
2: You know what I mean. <laughs> you record scratch for that? Good Lord, Brian. <laughs> Can we ever just get through an intro? <laughs> So we finally made it into Fillmore's Crossing and to tell the truth uh, not impressed on my first impressions there. Uh, For one um, could have used a bit more glass in the windows. I mean not a a single pane to be seen in the whole town as far as we could see and um, other than that no place to gamble which uh, I thought was a um, poor decision on their part I mean, where's a guy supposed to place a bet on the Farport Patriots? Um, you know, the the Wild West, I assumed would have much more of a wild um, you know, side to it. And so far it's been pretty plain. I mean, we did get attacked by a miner who um kind of turned into a demon and when I shot him, he fucking exploded and um, you know, pieces of his uh body ended up in my mouth. Wasn't too happy with that. And uh Well, that's where we're at now, so enjoy. How you guys doing today?
0: Oh, I'm doing great.
3: I'm doing fan-damn-tastic.
1: You know, I haven't been so good lately. Aww.
0: Well, nobody cares. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to set the scene and remind you guys kind of uh, what's going on in uh, the Crossing House Tavern Inn right now. And so, if you recall, uh, we so Polly Jorgensen, the owner of the Crossing House and uh, the lady that was behind the bar, she just tossed a full bottle of whiskey on the house to Tom and she then started to uh, proceed to chug her own bottle. And... (laughs) All of the miners are still frozen in shock. Uh, All of the ones that are still living, of course. Uh, Everybody except for Igmet is covered in... I would say Falk maybe doesn't have uh, as much viscera all over him as well because he was hiding behind a table. But everybody else that was out in the open is just covered in way more blood than a human body should hold. Um, Hmm... but Igma, you were obviously outside, so you uh, out the window. Yeah, 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 you're you're a little dusty and definitely bruised and a little worse for the wear. But at least you're not dis- <laughs> at least you're not covered in viscera and blood.
3: That's true.
0: And also, why don't you guys all roll me a perception check before uh, we get too far
2: into it? Uh, Thirteen for me.
3: Crit. Eleven.
0: Okay. So
1: Tom, And when I say crit, I mean crit one.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Alright. I must have got some blood splatter in my eyes. So, Tom, you guys you're looking around with uh with the rest of your compatriots, and when you notice that the man in black who's playing guitar has no blood or viscera on him whatsoever, yeah. you imme- it immediately comes to your mind that it must be some sort of a miracle. Whereas <laughs> Tom and Igmet, when you kind of move uh, Record scratch? Falk. <laughs> oh. Sorry, yeah. Falk and Igmit, I hate you. If you say record scratch one more time, this episode is fucking done. <laughs> uh... So anyway, you two, when you kind of move um, back and forth between the position that you're in and the position where the miner that exploded was in, you can see that it almost creates a perfect, um, there's a pillar that creates almost a perfect shield for the man in black, but there's probably no way that uh, you'd be able to convince Tom that this was the case, because this is divined by Ernie. Ernie is protecting guy. <laughs> <friend.
2: laughs> All right, so are we jumping in uh-huh. here? If you like. All right, well, uh... Well, that was, uh... That was pretty fucking crazy. Um, never seen a guy quite do that before. Um... So, uh, hey, you miners there? Uh, nobody fucking leave. Uh, this is a crime scene now. And, um... Uh, oh shit, where, where'd Igmit go? He went out that window, didn't he? I walk over to the yeah. window.
3: <laughs> I'm out here. Knock the wind out of me. What kind of shot did you have in your pistol? Uh, explode him up like that.
2: I mean, they've never done that before. Uh, they're just a, a necrotic shot, uh, you know, basically just, uh, like a chill touch. But, um... Hmm. But yeah, while you're out there uh, Why don't you go get the uh, Get the deputy And um, you know let's, let's start to figure this out
1: Alrighty, I'll go fetch him
2: What are you uh,
0: doing right now, Tom?
1: I reach over and I take uh, I take Boris's hat off And then I put my helmet on his Back on his head and I Return my hat back to my head And then I walk over to the musician Is he still playing?
0: He
2: is, as a matter of fact.
1: I'ma just sit down by him.
2: Well, just uh, make yourself at home, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I've
0: just... got a bottle of whiskey with me. <laughs> okay, so uh, are you gonna are you gonna like clean off the chair at all, or are you just gonna sit down in all of this uh, all of this gross? Sitting in the gross.
2: All right, cool. All right, well, uh, I start to um, go over to everybody, make sure they're all like okay. So uh, the first thing I do is go to Polly and um, ask her if she's all right. Um, Polly, uh, you hurt or anything? Are you okay? She kind of
0: blinks a couple of times and uh, takes another long sip from her bottle of whiskey and she just kind of nods at you. Um, she opens up her mouth a couple of times as though she's going to speak, but she just takes a deep breath and just kind of sighs and then nods some more at you. like. She just can't seem to find the words to express what's going on, but she also wants to affirm that, no, she's not hurt.
2: Okay, and then, um, so I just kind of, like, reach over and tap my hand twice on the, the countertop towards her and be like, okay, you're all right, hon. And then I, uh, start going over to the the miners, and, um, I, I guess I'll walk to the closest one, and, um be like, uh, is this a regular occurrence for you guys? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say regular
0: like, like such but, uh, I mean past week or so now becoming
2: more regular. How many other minors does this, uh, happen to?
0: Tain't just minors. Kellen Winslow, Ingrid Fillmore, Twas another. Can't remember, um... The Nichols, girl? I can't. Yeah, alright,
2: uh... the, The one gentleman who, uh... Has dearly departed us, unfortunately. Um... He seemed to be pretty upset and mentioned, um... Orc magic and the, uh... And the mine itself. Like, the other people that... That went... For lack of a better term, crazy. Um... Were they doing anything up at the mines lately? I mean, listen here.
0: Larry's, when he gets drunk, he he says stuff he don't mean. I mean, yeah, the rock guts came, you know, they threatened us and such. But I mean, orcs ain't smart. They don't do magic like that, you know? Like, it don't make no sense, like... I mean yeah some of them is violent and he they kind of like look around to make sure that Igment isn't uh, anywhere nearby <laughs> when they say that like yeah and, and he goes but no offense no offense like I'm just you know some some is violent not all and he like <laughs> makes a weird face and looks at you as though uh, he's
2: not really sure how to continue the disturbed gentleman's name, uh, the one that sort of just turned and, and freaked out. Oh, uh,
0: Pauly, he uh, he ain't been with us that long. He came from Kensington maybe two, three months back. All right. Uh, um, if it's okay with you, Chris, I'm going to actually put a pause on this, and I'm going to okay. go over to Igmat going to find uh, Deputy uh, Portnoy.
3: Okay. Um, so, I'm just walking through the streets, uh, I just take a second and look around, just to, cause I'm kind of paranoid after what happened, and then I walk into Portnoy's
0: office. Okay, so, um, the, this is another w- wooden building, there's no glass in any of the windows, but they are all barred with iron. Um, The Uh front door is reinforced with iron. Um, And when you open it up, it's basically a very simple, um, large open building. Along the back wall is a row of four cells, um, all Uh wrought with iron. Inside of one of the cells is a fairly pretty looking young woman. And she's like huddled in the corner of her cell on her bed, like, uh, just kind of rocking in the corner. Um, she doesn't look up and acknowledge you when you walk in. And then off to your left, there's, like, a little, like, kitchen and, uh, and cot and area like that. And that looks like the area that maybe Deputy Portnoy would prepare uh, his meals and meals for the inmates. And it looks like he might live in this building and then to your right basically immediately to the, uh to the right of the door that you just walked into um there's a desk and behind it is deputy peter portnoy who uh you haven't worked with a ton but <coughs> but sheriff bill clark speaks highly of him and so you mm-hmm. you know you uh you tend to have a little bit of respect for the man he's got red short bushy hair under, uh, under a short brimmed leather hat um, and he's got a very neatly trimmed red mustache and he uh, looks up at you and he goes Igma, yes? Yes Sheriff
3: Clark sent me out here.
0: He stands up and uh, holds out a hand and he says Pete Portnoy, good to meet you.
3: Nice to meet you too and I, I shake his hand firmly
0: I thought you was bringing some agents with you.
3: I did. They're over yonder in the inn. We had a bit of a situation. I I think you best come see what's happened.
0: Well, don't you want to talk to Ingrid before you go?
3: Uh, I think this situation is a bit more pressing since it just happened. You've got her locked up.
0: He kind of looks at you funny um, and makes a face questioning you as though like what what could have possibly happened and then it seems to kind of dawn on him all at once that it's been three days and he immediately uh he immediately grabs his his pistol belt off of the off of the desk and starts to strap it around his waist and heads out the door Uh. after you towards the crossing house
1: okay all right
0: so tom what are you doing
1: Uh, i'm waiting for a break in his music so i can talk to him
0: he uh it's like every single time that he stops for a moment he kind of uh looks up at you for a second as soon as you like open up your mouth to speak he goes right back to picking his guitar I I
1: grow increasingly more awkward. (laughs) Like how so? Uh, Every time he does it, I try to make it a little more evident. Like I'll raise my hand, or I'll you know (laughs) reach up and (laughs) touch my hat, or wipe my forehead. And uh, every time I get shut down, (laughs) I cross my legs in my chair and then uncross them and then recross them. (laughs) Oh
2: my God! You Sharon stoned him. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: So I stand up and then eventually I go back to the bar. I give up. Alright, um Is there anybody um what what's going on? Are they gonna clean up that body or anything?
0: So after a sec after a little bit of uh Falk's interrogation, you you hear a scream from the stairwell, and you see that uh Andrea, the uh daughter of Polly, the one that had led you up to your rooms she has come down from upstairs and she's got a little girl in a floral dress um that she's kind of carrying on her side and like they immediate like they immediately start bolting their way back up the stairwell after uh after kind of noticing what's going on
1: I'm gonna follow her up and I'm kind of brushing the blood and guts off my coat as I go.
0: Okay. Um there so they're uh they're up at the top of the stairwell, like in the hallway, um, near where the doors to your rooms would be, and Andrea is like like she's kneeled down in front of this little girl who looks to be maybe seven, eight, six somewhere in that neighborhood um and she's basically just trying to reassure her and let her know like uh that whatever happened you know i'm gonna go down there and i'm gonna i'm gonna make this all better and you know you just go and wait upstairs and and send sylvia back down and she looks up at you and goes i i'll be right with you mister i'm 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 busy for a second i'm sorry do i know this lady Andrea, the one that led you up to your rooms. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, tertiarily you know her, but... I didn't catch her name the first time around. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I just nod. And uh, she kind of goes down the... She sends the little girl down the hallway, and the little girl basically just sprints up there, and then Andrea turns around and she wipes some tears from her eyes, uh, and she sniffs away, uh, some snot and, you know, looks at you and goes, uh, yeah, uh, what, what can I do for you?
1: I suppose a better question would be, what can we do for you? You ever seen anything like this before?
0: I mean, things have been getting mighty weird around here, um, the past, uh, maybe a week or so, things have just been, I'd say about two weeks now. I mean, people have just been going mad. Some people say it's a curse. Others say that we need to find a new water source. What do you think? I think, I'm not sure what to think, but there's something in the air and it ain't right.
1: Is this a religious group of people you got in this town? Superstitious, perhaps.
0: I mean, most of us go to go to see uh, Pastor Brandon at the Church of Ernie. <laughs> Sorry, I'll never get over that.
1: <laughs> Pastor Brown, you say?
0: Pastor Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, you, you know him. You're, you look like you worship Ernie. You ever heard of him? His name is Brandon Breakfast. Vault failure, just like you. I take back everything I said about you, Tim.
1: <laughs> I'll have to go. I'll have to go and meet this gentleman.
0: Um, Let's see. Hold on one second. Did I just... Are you now verklempt now that you've found your Easter egg? Like you don't know what yeah. to do and we need to talk amongst ourselves? <laughs>
1: Uh, what time of day is it right now?
0: Um, so you guys rolled in basically right away in the morning, and, uh, so let's say like 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30 in the morning.
1: you gonna need a hand cleaning up down the stairs?
0: Um, I, I, I sent Prentice to get our sister Sylvia, and so between, you know, her, me, and Ma, we we should be alright, but... I definitely appreciate anything you'd be willing to do, sir.
1: What about a place where we can get cleaned up? You got any water basins or anything?
0: Yeah, she um she leads you down to the end of the uh to the end of the hallway, and the last two rooms are actually not uh, not rentable hotel rooms at all, but instead um they're uh, rooms that each have um. A large brass tub with um, a large stove and a large cauldron in it. So, I mean, you could technically take a bath here if you'd like. Okay. I mean, this definitely isn't uh, far port accommodations, but nicer than you probably would have expected. And she says, and I can, I can have your clothes cleaned by maybe this afternoon.
1: I give her my uh, outer overcoat and my hat. Well, no, I don't give her my hat. And then I... Um,
2: <laughs>
1: and then I... Uh,
2: you like I, almost I take sh- it off and you're like, yee, and then put it back on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to be doing some more investigating around here. We'll probably be in and out and uh, just out and about around town today. But uh, we'll take care of things. If you need anything from us, just let us know appreciate your help with the
0: the washing. So, do y'all want me to draw you baths or nah? I
1: have a feeling someone's going to be needing it. You better just uh, have it ready.
0: Yes, sir. No problem. And she uh, she immediately goes to work, um, starting a fire in the in the furnace in either room. Um, you can go and go about your business if you'd like.
1: That's it. I'm heading back downstairs.
0: Okay, um, so Igma and Deputy Portnoy um, walk into the bar about the same time that Tom comes down the stairs and uh, Falk kind of, you know, gets deep into his line of questioning. So let's... uh, So as soon as uh, Deputy Portnoy comes in, he goes, Ernie. Oh and he uh pulls pulls a handkerchief out of his pocket and like holds it up over his uh over his mouth and face and says what happened here boys i got the deputy
2: <laughs> yeah I, I see that uh, yeah so uh there was kind of a you know one of the freakouts and uh he he killed another one of the miners and then um we started uh Loading him up and he, um... Well, he fucking exploded. Just like the Jones boy. Oh, so this isn't the first, uh... Explosion? No, but... They don't always explode. Do they always, uh... Say that they're the vanguard of the ancients? Nope, that's a new one too. Alright. Um... By the uh, the whole time that you guys were off doing stuff, like as I was still interrogating the others, also collected my uh, coins up off the floor and everything. Okay, I did put two silvers on the on the eyes of the beheaded head that was laying on the ground.
3: <laughs> oh my! God. And
2: and I didn't take any of the coins that he that I had won off of him. I I just kind of stuffed those into a, the pocket of his his body, and um, I was like, eh, you can you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm still kind of, like, uh, looking over the what would be left of the exploded body, too, to see if um, I notice anything, like, sort of, uh, I guess, physically weird. Um, like, I don't even know how good I am on, on medical stuff, but I'll take a look. Uh, oh, it's, mm-hmm. I only got a plus one on medicine, but... Um, you can roll it anyway I, if you want. Yeah, yeah I'm actually...
1: I'm actually really great at medicine, but I haven't checked on
2: anyone. (laughs) uh, I got a 19 on the die and plus one. So I got a 20 on my medicine check.
0: So the weirdest thing about the entire situation is. Is the way that it seems like there is way more blood than should be in a human body. That's, that's the, that is the one thing that you take away from this that is, because I mean, basically the entire interior of this tavern is painted in viscera and that should be impossible for like a normal sized human person, like even an adult. And so that's, that's really the, the, the most concerning thing that you, uh, that you can pick up from, from your investigation on that at least.
2: So, uh, Tom, do you want to take a look at this? Uh, you ever heard the expression uh, five pounds of shit in a one pound bag?
1: No. <laughs> no.
2: Well, uh, there seems to be a lot more of that man on the walls and on the tables than there was before he blew up. Is that normal to you?
1: Is there any use in me rolling one? Or is that about you're not You, what don't, we're find you out? don't
2: even have
0: to roll it in order to know that that. That seems incredibly odd. But at the same time, um, why don't you roll me a religion check? 19. Is that with your modifications? Yeah. You you have heard of of stories of uh ernie's angels battling uh demons and these demons, when they would explode, um, when they would die, they would explode and uh, would cause tremendous amounts of damage to uh, to any creature that was within that blast radius. But while this reminds you a little bit of that, it doesn't necessarily seem applicable. Why? Why doesn't it seem applicable? Yeah. Because uh, you, feel, you feel as though this, if this was some sort of demonic possession, you guys, would have been, um, you guys would have been damaged by the explosion. And the fact that the blood wasn't acidic or anything like that leads you to believe that maybe this is something different. But there is definitely precedent.
1: The closest I can tell is stories of demonic possession, but it doesn't quite add up. I think we should bear it in mind in our investigation, but um, we may be experiencing something that hasn't been seen before—at least not ways in my circles. I'm gonna go talk to uh, Pastor Brown, I think his name was, just down the road.
2: You're really not good with names, are you? (laughs) You don't know his
1: name. (laughs) I was all the
2: way downstairs, and I heard it. It's (laughs) Pastor Breakfast. Um, I
1: start sulking and 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 head out the door.
0: All right, so Boris is going to follow with you. Um and uh he kind of looks at you and he goes, "Do you think we could stop and buy some new
2: clothes while we're at it?"
0: Yes, let's.
2: Yeah, I think I'll join you in there too.
1: Now, um do we really want to get all realistic about money or can we just be converted (laughs) should I go to the bank I mean I think you should alright we head to the bank I have an idea
2: I go straight to the store
1: what's your idea
3: we all the four of us should get uh, the black long coated suits like from tombstone
0: matching (laughs) hats Can we please? I hate you so
2: much, Wesley. When did you get as bad as them?
0: I'm not
2: doing that, by the way. I watched it last night. You know me. I always got to do something different. (sighs) Well, Ignat's
3: getting that
1: one. Everyone's dressed in black and falks in, like, pinstripe or something. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I do. uh, I go. um, I guess it's only next door to the, the general store. And I walk in and take a look at their coats and i get just like so hold on
0: one second i have to ask you something so igmut goes and gets the gets the deputy right he walks Uh in you guys take one look at him and then immediately all exit the tavern to go buy clothes i don't talk to the deputy i just leave
2: i figured that like through all the stuff we were doing it was kind of implied that we relay everything to the deputy oh okay (laughs) Because, I mean, I don't want to bog down the show in restating every single thing that has just happened.
3: We can get dressed and then meet with the deputy. He's probably got to talk to some folks in the in the inn anyways.
2: Yeah, it's his so. crime scene. Uh, we're, we're out of our <laughs> jurisdiction anyway. We're just doing him a favor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, you guys, man, you guys uh, basically explain what's going on to Deputy Portnoy and uh, Falk. When you're explaining it to him, why don't you go ahead and roll me a Arcana check?
2: All right, uh, thirteen plus five, so uh, eighteen. You immediately notice some
0: of the glowing runes on the pistol that he's carrying on his hip. On uh, the deputy. Yeah, correct. You're not exactly okay. sure what type of magic is on it, um, just because a lot of it is kind of obscured by his holster. But you're definitely positive that this this is a magical pistol that this uh, that this man is carrying.
2: Um, I just make a note of it for now. Like I don't think it's really the time or place to be um, <laughs> whipping out our guns and comparing them right now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you definitely, um, you know, stay tuned, folks, and we'll whip them out and compare them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Igmit, are you also going to go to the general store with them? Yes,
2: I am. Okay. So Tom's the only one that has to go to the bank, because Igmit would already have a uh, coin, too, wouldn't he?
0: Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and Boris actually... Boris actually has money. Um, he has gold. So <laughs> as soon as as soon as Tom starts to walk down the thoroughfare, he taps you on the shoulder and he's like, "I mean, I I can pay for it for you if you if you like."
1: <laughs> I'm gonna need
0: to do this eventually. I may
1: as well get it over with. You're welcome to join them if you'd like.
0: So Tom, you notice that the that the streets are starting to get a little bit more bustling with life as. Uh, as the sun gets higher in the sky, um, more people are out on the decks of their bu- of their buildings and, you know, sweeping off the dust from the wind last night and things like that. And a lot of people, um, just because of the way that you're dressed, just wave at you and seem very friendly um, as though holy men, specifically uh, people that worship Ernie, are... I looked at pretty highly around here. But uh, you make your way to the concrete building of uh, the Bank of Fillmore, and you go inside, and as previously stated, there is one large uh, rotund man holding a shotgun, and then a taller, skinnier, wiry man holding a shotgun, both of them with uh, bushy mustaches, and the uh, faces of... Mervyn and Martin who are uh, both scrawling uh, information onto pieces of paper and the older one Mervin, looks up at you and he goes um, oh um hi it's not often that we see two tourists in a day oh I <laughs> suppose you met my partner Folk your partner
1: we're both sent here by the FIA to investigate an incident that just happened, actually, down at the uh, down at the saloon.
2: You
0: son of a bitch! <laughs>
1: just blew our cover.
0: Wait, what? He said that he was a tourist, and I recommended that he. So it is serious.
1: Oh yes, it's very serious. I'm afraid.
0: Oh no! I mean,
1: Tour man's head clean off.
0: Do you, Do you think we should get out of town?
1: It would probably be best if everyone stuck around and did their jobs. We don't need a ghost town here. Besides, we don't know if people are infected. Are they going to take it elsewhere? It'd be best to confine it to this area, I think.
0: I'm infected?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you are so bad at this. <laughs> it could be, it could be. So anyway, I'd like to get this money exchanged, <laughs> please.
3: Don't incite more panic.
0: <laughs> um, His son... Uh, Like, shakily looks at you and says, Uh, uh, how much are you looking to exchange?
1: All of this. And I drop it all on the counter.
0: Um, and, uh, he looks at all of the end marks and, uh, like, starts counting them quickly. And then he, uh, goes back into the vault and comes out with, uh, with a small pouch, uh, of golden slugs
1: now do we need to keep track of our money
0: you absolutely do oh
1: i don't remember ever getting a
0: yeah i'm uh, about to give you money for the first time all right so so you my friend now have two thousand gold pieces
3: rich bastard
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to find out how much things cost around here. That might not mean anything. <laughs> so um, I guess my next stop is... Now, there's two general stores. One's right across from me, right? Ish?
0: Yeah. Kitty Corner, basically. It,
1: but you said it's not really an apparel shop, though.
0: I mean, it seems like you could probably buy, uh, buy those types of things at either shop.
1: Okay completely disregarding all their fears and nervousness I just nod my head at them and say well have a good day gentlemen oh one <laughs> more thing is there a good place to eat around here
0: uh, 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 th- most people go to the crossing house but oh and he looks green for a second and uh <laughs>
1: the crossing house I'll, uh, I'll check that out well have a good day gentlemen
0: I head out towards the door. All right, yeah. And uh, so, do you want to go to the different general store then?
1: It seems to be closer and a little bit on the way, so I'm just gonna pop in and see what they've got.
0: Okay. Um. So you go in st- inside, and this store is—it looks kind of new, actually. The construction looks rather new. Like there's there's tar paper on the roof of it, which is uncommon in this town. Um, and the construction is just well done. It looks like it, was, uh, like it was financed by somebody that has quite a bit of money. And that's when you look on the outside uh, and see a sign that says Fillmore's General Goods. But you would estimate that the building is no more than a, no more than a year old.
1: Okay. I'm going in.
0: And uh inside this this building is rather large and there are there is just shelf upon shelf of all sorts of sundries. I mean clothing items, different uh different types of uh hard tack, um they have feed for horses, they have um They have horseshoes. They have different blacksmithing goods. I mean, like, basically everything but weapons. But they do have bullets, uh, gunpowder. And there's a tall-ish, skinny fellow behind the counter. And he's currently, like, wiping off the counter that... And it doesn't really seem like the counter needs to be wiped off. Um, He just seems like a fastidious sort of uh, gentleman, and he's dressed in very fine clothes. His bow tie is immaculately tied, and uh, he looks to be maybe mid-twenties, somewhere around that neighborhood.
1: Hmm, young man. So I might clip this out, but uh, how do... Do we want to do this, like, I heard in another podcast, he said, if you come into my store, basically you can look through the player's manual and buy stuff that's got pricings, or do we want to just, if I need something, I just ask you, and it's probably going to be there or not?
0: Just ask me. Let's go with that.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, I walk up to the man. I'm looking for a pair of, uh, well, I might need a new set of clothes, maybe a new hat, maybe a new coat, preferably something that accommodates my wanderings in a desert in uh in a uh, in the area so that I'll blend in a little better.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes sir and he pulls out a uh, his stutter is just awful. Um <laughs> but he seems to know exactly what he's doing cuz he pulls out a measuring tape and starts to immediately uh you know, start to go uh, around your body, do, taking certain measurements, and uh, he says, "Are you comfortable w- 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 with an estimate on the in- 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 inseam, or or, or or do you want me to m- m- measure?"
1: It needs to be measured. <laughs> I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a tall guy. I'm gonna say. I don't know if I'm Tim Demuse tall though. <laughs>
0: Um, He kind of makes a a weird face and uh, then proceeds to measure the rest of your body and then he goes down a couple of aisles and grabs uh, a uh, a bunch of slacks and shirts and vests and dusters and just everything that you could possibly think of in any color that you can think of. Aside from maybe your more ridiculous ones, but all of your uh, every earth tone that you can possibly think of, and he says, "Uh, uh, "Just take your picks, sir."
1: How foreign are these? Are they pretty weird to us?
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the stitching is. Definitely not as um, industrialized as uh, you would see in Farport. A lot more animal skin is used and involved. Uh, the majority of the stuff is, you know, either leather or or deer hide or something like that. Whereas, you know, a lot of things in Farport are cotton and uh, and various plant materials. Uh,
1: so I'm going to say that. Uh, my uniform was basically what the priests have to wear. It was essentially assigned to me in a way, and I'm actually not great with fashion, so I pick out things that make sense to me. But I want to say that it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I've got like the animal fur. I'm maybe like I'm wearing a mixture of human and orcish clothing, and it doesn't just doesn't fit.
0: Okay, yeah. So let's um. So here's what you do: you pick out like a pinstripe, uh, like a pinstripe vest. To go over uh, like a white button-up, but then you buy a fringy deer-hide jacket to go over it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, then you proceed to uh, then you proceed to strap your pistols on and you put your hat over your head, and uh, you head out the door. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump over to Boris and Tom or, or, or and Falk and uh, Igmet walking into the Gottfried's clothing and goods so you guys walk in and this building is far older and more rickety but there's there's all sorts of mounted animals along the walls like uh there are various uh just various odds and ends and decorations and things like that like uh it seems like there's a lot more salvage for sale in um in this this general store. Obviously, you guys wouldn't be aware of what's in the other one, but this is just kind of the dichotomy between the two, uh, and this one just seems a lot more lived in.
3: Okay, so I'd like to think that Igmat is a very reserved person, um, but in here he's just gonna go hog wild, and um, like they open the door and he just starts taking off his vest and shirt um and then and that obviously gets the attention of the storekeeper and then i say give me your best buckskin you got and
0: help my two fellers there is a a black-haired elf who is behind the uh behind the counter um manning the store and he says uh y- yes sir right away sir and immediately uh goes and uh starts like tossing things to the side in order to find um to find a buckskin that might fit an orcish frame. Again, things seem a lot less well organized uh here than uh than at the other general store. What are you what are you doing, Falk?
2: So um are there prices on the, the shelves? Uh, would I be able to immediately see if I have enough money or not for
1: Oh yeah, you better tell me how much I spent.
2: Oh yeah, so you spent, uh,
0: you spent 10 gold pieces. That's it? <laughs> Holy shit, alright. I mean, that's a lot of money.
2: Alright, and so um, I want to get basically the ex- like as similar as I can to the coat that I left on the mule. And so okay. it's just a very plain um, just long um, not even leather dust coat. So just like a sturdy sort of um, cloth um, dust coat.
0: So that would be uh, that would be five gold pieces. So fifty silver.
2: Oh, okay. So yeah, I definitely have enough for that. And um, yeah, I, I get it. It's like kind of just like a dark gray, and um,
0: and it doesn't fit as well as your other one did. Um, it fits functionally. Okay. but it definitely there's there's only one size you find you happen to find the exact <laughs> coat that you're looking for, but it's only one size and it's just a little bit bigger than uh than your old one
2: <laughs> typical uh, and then, um so yeah I, I get that, and like I'm really not interested in the the rest of the stuff here, but I go up to the counter and i'm like uh uh how's it going today
0: yeah. Well, well, quite well. Um,
2: how how are you, sir? I'm doing, uh, well. It's been a little bit weird. Did you hear that shit going on next door?
0: No, um, I assume there was more trouble.
2: Well, I mean, you know, several gunshots went off, but, uh, yeah, you know, me and my friends are just in town. I, um, you know, like, I worked for the, the Farport Post. You ever heard of it? The paper? Um no, I can't can't say that I
0: have, but I've heard of Farport.
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, news of all the crazy shit that that's been going on here's uh made all the way out there and um, you know, I was sent on an assignment to um come check it all out. And so uh, you know, while I'm here, I might as well ask you, like, what's the what's the lowdown? What's going on here?
0: Well, um, <sighs> he kinda looks down um at the at the counter for a second and he- he looks sad um he brushes some of his hair behind uh one of his large pointed ears and uh he says well uh jethro um my father well not not my biological father but my, my father nonetheless he was he was murdered by Mr. Winslow um, six or so days ago my my hasn't been the same ever since
2: yeah I bet I'm sorry to hear that um, yeah that that is one of the one of the names that, that I got um, in my report um, like do you got any any idea like what could a what could have caused something like that? Like I heard from some from some other folks, they were they were blaming the water. Is the water even safe to drink here?
0: It's not the water. It's that damn Elmer Fillmore. Nobody wants to shop at his awful fucking general store that he opened to try and drive us out of business. And and I I don't know how, but he he's behind this. This is. This is his
2: doing. I know it. Oh, jeez. Like, um... For a town named after him, like, they, they just opened the general store? What, what other uh, businesses does he own in town?
0: He and my father, they... They basically ran this town for a while. Their fathers and their fathers' fathers got along well for... a while. And then... me... Mr. Fillmore doesn't take kindly to elves being being allowed to have free reign in his town. And my father did not take kindly to that. The latest move by Mr. Fillmore was to build that ridiculous general store right across the square.
2: Well, like, uh, I guess I'll be doing business with you then. Uh, so you don't think it's the water at all? Like, uh, w- how could how could Fillmore be be doing this if it's not from the water? I
0: think they found something.
2: Oh, in the in the mines?
0: Yes. I think there was something down there, and I think that's why the rock guts don't want the miners poking around, and I think that's how Fillmore's doing it. Mm. He seems really shaken up right now, but you definitely, you definitely believe that he believes what he's saying.
2: Um, you don't think the the church has anything to do with this, do you?
0: Pastor Breakfast is a good man.
2: It's it's good to hear. Um, so like I, I pay the the fifty silver and actually tip him ten extra silver, and and pay sixty.
0: He uh. Reaches out his hand, and he goes, Tathleel. Tathleel Gottfried.
2: Well, uh, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm uh, Falk, Smolder. Nice to meet you, Taffy.
0: He kind of makes a face, but, uh...
2: <laughs> I, I smirk while I call him Taffy, so it's not like a sort of, you know...
0: He, he's kind of put a little bit more at ease about it, but he definitely doesn't seem, <laughs> uh, super comfortable with you calling him Taffy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Regardless, I'm gonna
2: keep on calling him Taffy.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. So while you and Igma are um doing your uh doing your shopping and trying on different things and uh, you know interrogating Tathleel, uh, Boris comes out and he is wearing <laughs> the most rhinestone studded ridiculous getup that you have ever seen on anyone, Igma and he uh
3: that's amazing
0: he looks at you both and he goes well what do you think?
2: (laughs) I'm like Boris hell yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) there's no way in hell I'm letting you out into the desert in that shit show of an outfit you know how much attention that'll bring us?
0: I I don't I was literally just summoned out of a card like a day ago
3: yeah, damn it Boris the idea is to blend into the land that I means brown and green and not this Elton John get up <laughs> Who?
0: who's your friend Elton you speak of
3: he's a folk singer from around here
0: he, uh, he kinda like looks a little bit embarrassed and uh, goes back to
2: try and find something a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> Aww. So, um, Morris. is there a coffee pot, like, kinda area with a little little table in the general store here at all?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They've got, um... There's actually, it looks like the Widow Gottfried has, or maybe Tathliel, you're not sure, Still has been baking cookies to put out uh, with the coffee every morning. Uh, the coffee doesn't seem like it's, uh, it's super warm at this point. You would assume that maybe Tathlil's been open for a nice two, two and a half hours now. But, uh, right. <sighs> but it's there, and it's
2: complimentary. Is there anybody uh, hanging out over there? Maybe some of the older folks in town?
0: No, actually. Um, right now... The uh, only other people that are in the store are a couple of miners that are looking at uh, at some uh, at some helmets and uh, lanterns.
2: Yeah, I'll leave them be for right now. Um... You can basically tell by the uniform who
0: the miners are and who the uh, the rest of the uh, the town's folk are. Like it's it's pretty easy to tell them apart.
2: All right, and um, did you say that the widow, um, Godfrey, is, is in here?
0: You haven't seen her, but you would assume that she's somewhere in the building, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, if she's not um, out front, I'm not going to bother trying to to get in their shit right now. Um, well, boys, uh, I got everything I need. Um, I'm going to pop into the gunsmith.
3: All righty, it's fine. And then I go up to the counter and um, I need to ask you how much money Igmit has. Um,
0: uh, let's say you have you have 200 gold pieces.
3: 200 gold pieces. And um, I, I, I picked out a full set of buckskin, a shirt, a vest, pants, uh, and a new hat. Um, how much you think that would cost
0: ten gold pieces ten yeah it's pretty ten, reasonable so.
3: okay um then i'm I'm ready to go with falk uh we're just waiting on boris
0: uh Boris comes out in a far more reasonable uh get up this time he's got kind of a loose fitting um tan button up shirt with uh dark brown slacks and then a long uh, dark brown duster and a nice short brimmed hat uh, with a buckle around the, with a buckle around it. And uh, he says, no, uh, where do I get me one of those wands you all carry? (laughs) Wands? What do you mean? He points at your hip.
2: Like he points at your gun. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take him to get it. You don't have
3: one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you mean my scattergun?
0: Uh, uh, if if that's what you call it, uh, I,
3: the thing so. that goes boom when I when I hold it up, Aye sir. Oh yeah, we're getting you one.
0: Just you wait. He kinda gives you a little bit of a grin and uh follows you guys out of the building then. After he pays for uh for his stuff, obviously. Okay. And uh Teth-Leal nods to all of you and he seems to be generally uh positive about the entire experience, actually. Um It seems like almost his day got a little bit better, knowing that uh that a reporter is here to, you know, expose Fillmore's corruption
3: thanks pointy ears and then i walk out quickly
0: <laughs> now it looks like uh basically so as soon as you say that uh the look of like positivity and optimism that was on his face is completely wiped off <laughs> and yeah, well he just you know, shakes his head i get
3: racism towards me i'm sure he's used to it so us elves and orcs
2: It's okay. If shit goes down, you know, you you guys would seek each other out instead of uh, getting lumped in with all the humans. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah, like, I I walk into the the gunsmith um, and and I go straight for the counter. I'm not, like, looking at any of the stuff and I kind of um, go through some of my pockets and and pull out some of the um, sort of kind of crafted uh, shots that I, you know, make the the different types of rounds and everything. And mm-hmm. um, I ask him, uh, hey, uh, I know this kind of out here, but um, you don't happen to have any sort of uh, arcane powders, um, you know, anything of the like for uh, spell guns, do you?
0: So you look across and the man who runs this shop is relatively old looking um, you can tell that his hair would have been red at one point um, but now it's it's basically all gone grey with age uh, his, his face is heavily freckled with years of being in the sun and uh, he looks up at you and he kind of twists his white mustache that's uh, bushy and not well trimmed and he says oh I I got a bit of the powder for you yes
2: what are I you could, in the market um, for oh just uh a more of the same of what I got here and um you know just the the same stuff I've been using um just to kind of re-up and, and as like I'm sort of shooting the shit um with him I, he I, actually, kinda casu- I, I casually like uh throw in uh do you do your own, uh, you know, smithing, building
0: here? Hi. I, I do. I made the, uh, made the gun that my son, Deputy Portnoy, carries. It's quite, uh, quite the weapon.
2: Oh, I noticed that. Uh, uh, what kind of heat is that thing packing?
0: I call it Flame Guard. It, uh, packs a bit of a wallop as soon as it hits you. Still, uh, still digs India with the, with the bludgeoning like, uh, like a normal bullet would, but uh, it sears the flesh on the outside as it, in- as it enters. Just carve a bit of an, en- an enchantment into the barrel, and it enchants the bullet as it's going at. Alright. May-, may I see what you're working with there? I'm a yeah. bit interested to see what you built.
2: Yeah, I uh, pull out um, Samantha from my hip, uh, which is my revolver, and then I also uh, kind of loosen the strap around my shoulder and pull off... Um, uh, Natasha from my back, my rifle, and lay him on the okay. counter.
0: Igma, were you planning on walking into this store? Yes, uh-huh. okay. So, as soon as you walk in, um, the old man stops talking to you immediately, and faster than anybody of this age should possibly be able to move, he has a glowing blue revolver pointed at you and he goes, what have I told you about Tusk Mouse coming into me store? You go wait outside. You ain't welcome here. Easy now, fella. Easy. Hey, hey uh, I can vouch for I told you many times, boy, you ain't welcome in me store. You get out now or I'm gonna take your head clean M- off.
3: Oh, you racist bastards. And uh, I just I just walk out because I, I know he's the deputy's father, so I can't start shit with him.
2: I don't want to cause any trouble, but uh, I'm kind of paying that man to keep me safe.
0: You say he's your hired man?
2: Yeah, he is. And he's already saved my life twice today. I'll give him a pass so long as he's with you. Ah, good man.
0: But you're responsible for anything he does.
2: Oh, Fair enough, yes, absolutely He nods and uh,
0: goes back to investigating your uh, your weapons and he goes Not bad, not bad if I do say so myself
2: No oh, thanks
3: Okay, so uh, is Falk gonna bring me back in?
2: Yeah, I, I motioned to you to come back in
3: Okay all right i i glare at the shopkeeper and then uh take Boris over to the uh shotguns to look at some options for him
0: yeah um they so the majority of the stuff that's uh that's out on the floor is just your standard <laughs> uh your standard steel um firearms so you know you're your repeaters, your single-shot rifles, your revolvers, your, uh, your scatterguns, and things like that. But behind, um, behind some glass cases up at the front counter, there are um, a couple of enchanted weapons that are for sale as well.
3: Can I take a look at those and see if they... The thing is, my character has... The scattergun stats. Um, is there a way, I, like, if I could change weapons, or do I need to find another possibly enchanted scattergun?
0: Like, you'll you'll know it when you find one that's going to be better than the one that you're carrying, and uh, you notice that that there is actually a an enchanted scattergun um, in this glass case that looks like it would be quite a bit better. Than, uh, oh really? What you're carrying, but it also has, mm. um, it also has a twelve thousand gold piece price tag on it. How, how many gold piece? Twelve thousand.
3: <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay. Uh, well, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Then, um, I just go go back to looking for uh, a weapon for Boris.: uh,
0: Yeah, all of the guns that are like this, they vary, like uh, the rifles for the most part. Um, like the single shots tend to be around like the 30 to 40 gold piece range. The repeaters are about 75. A nice scattergun again is somewhere around forty gold pieces, and then all of your uh, six 40. shooters are going to be around thirty. Hmm.
3: All right. Well, uh, I hand Boris uh, a scattergun and um, see if he like you like the weight of that. There.
0: This will do just fine.
3: Then um, I take it up to the front. And buy it for him. Um, and uh, then you I take another look. have
0: to hand it to Falk for Falk to buy it, actually, because. Oh, uh, that racist
3: bastard.
0: Because he does not uh, acknowledge you in this store at all.
3: Hey, shopkeeper, I got a proposition for you. If you'll take a moment and actually talk to me.
0: He uh, looks at you, Falk, and he says, I need you to control your orc or he's not going to be welcoming me shop anymore.
2: Alright, let's, uh, <sighs> we're, we're in the man's store. Let's, you know, kind of do what we gotta do. Uh, what do you need, Igmet?
3: Well, I fancy that there's Scattergun with the enchantment. I was going to have a duel with him, and the winner gets that. And um, I don't I- know what I'd give him, but... I want to challenge this racist.
2: I turn to the shop owner and um, say, he just tells you to have a nice day.
3: <laughs> 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 You're telling me we can't. I'm going to. He's racists.
2: Uh, I, I now at this point am kind of ushering Igma out of the store and, like, you know, trying to calm him down
0: and uh boris is uh following behind you like
2: what's the matter what what (sighs) what's going on (laughs) boris just buy your gun from the man you can you both speak common come on
0: (laughs) yeah he uh boris kind of goes over there and uh he throws some gold on the table and shakes hands with uh with the old man
2: and uh walks out with a scattergun Alright, and so uh um, no serve a
3: foreigner, but not me.
2: <laughs> so uh in the time that they were gun shopping, um would I have been able to get anything out of uh um Portnoy's father that I, we wouldn't already know?
0: Um so he kind of uh he kind of seems to be another one of the that's of the mind that uh that there's just something in the air. And that's one of the main reasons that uh, he explains to you that he used to let different races into his shop, and uh, now in the last year that things have just been going downhill, and because the relationships between these, uh, these different groups and the humans of Fillmore's Crossing have been relatively strained, he has... He's basically decided that he has a hard and fast rule about, uh... All
2: right, well, um, after I get that sort of information from him, um, uh, and also I, like, relay to him, since his son is the deputy, that we were the, the guys called in from, from Farport and that we're from the FIA. Yeah, after I've, uh, exchanged all the information that I need to with, uh, with, um, the deputy's father, the gunsmith, um... Patrick, I, um, you would
0: have gotten his name, Patrick, Patrick. Um, okay. in uh, in conversation. I would assume.
2: Patrick Portnoy. Uh, okay, so Correct. Um, and then uh, yeah, I settle up with the the powders. Like I, I you know, um, I pack my own. Yeah, just uh, mark off. Uh, just mark stuff, off though. a couple
0: of silver. That's fine.
2: Okay. All right. So I'll do ten silver there. So I'm down to one thirty. Sounds like a plan. All right. So um. All right, you you have a nice day. And uh, I leave there. And um, I assume, did uh, Tom go to the church?
1: No, I was, I was going to uh, head south when I leave. I was going to spot the cemetery
0: and head down there before I go to the church. Okay. um, So it takes you like 15, 20 minutes to walk to the edge of town and get to where the cemetery is. Because there's, there's a decent amount of space between the... Closest buildings and uh, where the cemetery actually is. There's a wrought iron fence that runs around the entire perimeter of it. Um, but it looks like like there have been quite a few uh, fresh graves that have been dug and filled in recently, um, four mm-hmm. to be exact. Um, and they're they're rather close to the entrance gate. And there is a house. Uh, outside of the entrance gate it's kind of a really rough shot looking one and there's a there's a mid 40s uh very creepy uh kind of gaunt looking old man who's uh sitting uh on a rocking chair and he's carving a stick okay
1: uh i'd like to know a few things um i want to know how big it is and how many graves there are, roughly-ish. Okay. And and then uh, how kind of old it looks or how well-kept. And then um, the last thing was I kind of want to just see if any names stand out to me at all.
0: Okay. So um, all of the new graves don't have headstones yet. Um, but why don't you go ahead and roll me a... A history check first. Not great. Nine. Okay, so you would say... You would guess that this cemetery is no older than 200 years and no younger than maybe 100 years, but you're kind of having a hard time telling just because of the the varied age of all of these different headso- headstones and stuff like that. Um, The only, the only, why don't you roll me an investigation check too? Uh, 15. Okay. So, the most noticeable thing about this cemetery is that there is a large mausoleum at the center and it's built entirely out of marble, which is weird because the rest of these headstones are rather simple, but Above the uh, entrance to the mausoleum is uh, a giant carved name that says Fillmore. That's all it says? Correct, yeah. And you would know that, uh, that mausoleums like this would hold multiple bodies.
1: Okay. How big, uh, kind of how big is this? How, how many graves are we talking here? You would estimate at least
0: a thousand. I'd like to talk to the creepy guy. He uh, tips his hat. Your day, you the digger? I guess you could say that. I I've been the caretaker since my daddy passed away. I guess so. Yeah.
1: You're the only one who works on this cemetery.
0: I am. People go work at the mines if they uh want to make good money. I just I just like carrying on the family tra- family tradition.
1: Do you dig the graves yourself?
0: I do. Seems
1: tiresome, especially as of late. Hey, uh, I've heard you had a few new arrivals.
0: Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit, uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'd say, I'd say, though, uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these, uh, most of these people that wind up dead, there ain't too much left to bury, so I don't even have to dig a full grave. I'm not, I'm not really for minding if I'm telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) like and he doesn't even say that as a joke at all like he dead-faced is just like yeah i mean there isn't a whole lot (laughs) left to a lot of these guys and so i don't have to dig that far
1: you live here in this house
0: i do was born in it
1: this job doesn't bother you at all you're not too bothered by dead bodies
0: i mean i've been helping my pappy with it ever since i could remember i mean people die it's natural
1: are you a religious man?
0: I mean, I go, I go pray to Ernie uh, every Sunday. I mean, I, I, I don't live real, uh, real well, but I, um, I mean, I think, I think, um, I'm, I'm doing all right.
1: Do you know much about
0: vampires? Vampires? What?
1: You've never heard the term?
0: I mean, I heard tell that they suck your blood, live forever, <laughs> but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they suck <soak> your blood. <laughs>
2: oh, that's great.
1: What about spirits? What about possessions? What about things of the spiritual realm?
0: I mean, uh, I feel like uh, maybe it's possible, but I-, I ain't never seen no Nevermind like that.
1: You ever hear any strange noises at night, Mr.
0: Uh? Um, you can call me Dusty. Um, Dusty Barnes. Thomas DeWeese. <laughs> nice to meet you. You ever hear any strange
1: noises at night?
0: All the time. I live by myself. My brain's constantly acting up, making me think things is there and they ain't.
1: You ever see anything?
0: I mean, not recently. Not that I can think of, at least.
1: How much interaction do you have with Pastor Brown?
0: Who's Pastor Brown?
1: The uh, pastor that's in the church down the road.
0: Pastor Breakfast?
1: Oh yeah. Like Bre- those
0: ain't even close to each other. Like how do you, how do you mix those up? Like I ain't a smart man, but I can at least keep those two straight. Like,
1: and I, I make, I make a, a frustrated facial expression as I, as I mutter myself. Food, breakfast, eating, church. Uh, <laughs> hungry, hungry for spiritual food, hungry for the bread of Ernie.
0: <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> you talk to him much? I mean, uh, you know, he comes and pre- presides over the over the burials, but aside from that, not 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 tons. I don't really. I, I, most of the town folks ain't really big fans of. Old Dusty Barnes.
1: <laughs> I appreciate your time. Uh, I may be back. I might have more questions for you.
0: Well, yeah, if, you, if you're if you coming back, uh, why don't you bring beer?
1: I smirk suddenly and then say, I'll do that.
0: And he nods at you and goes back to whittling his stick and rocking in his chair.
1: I head towards the church.
0: All right. Um, so I'm as you see to, us, oh yeah, <laughs> you you definitely see um you definitely see them uh kind of congregating outside of this uh, gunsmith shop as you're heading back towards the town square.
2: Yeah, and I'm kind of given um given Boris the the ropes as far as uh how to use a gun safely and effectively, like you know telling him like don't put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to actually fire it, like more people fuck themselves up that way than uh, you'd even believe.
3: All you have to do is point and click and then they're dead. Remember that, Boris.
0: I, uh, I'll i do me best.
3: <sighs> Good man.
0: He definitely... Uh... Boris seems like he's starting to to bond with you guys a little bit but he definitely doesn't seem comfortable with the situation that you're in currently um, or well that he's in I should say
2: (laughs) Boris you're dealing with the oddities of time travel exceptionally well
0: (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fillmore's Crossing you can come and find us every other Thursday for a new episode and sometimes a Farport story. I'm not really sure how often those are gonna happen yet, but why don't you come and follow me at Ida Grab Your gun, or follow the show at DNDLCP on Twitter or Brian at ManlyBrian or Wesley at Wide, Wide West or Chris at Chris Riley LCP, or Anthony Bourdain at Anthony Bourdain, I would assume, maybe Anthony Bourdain Real? Is the, does he still RIP. have a Twitter account at this point? I'm not sure. He's dead.
1: <laughs> He's pretty dead.
0: Mm. Anyway, have a good one, folks.
1: <laughs> for more LCP DD, you can follow us by searching for LCP DD on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The podcast is also available by searching for LCP DND on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Castbox, and Spotify. You can follow Chris Riley, aka Falks Mulder, on Twitter at chrisriley_lcp. You can follow me, Brian Bridges, aka Tom Deweese, on Twitter at manlybrian and on Instagram Brian underscore Bridges. You can follow Tim Demuse, aka our beloved GM, on Twitter at idagrabyourgun. And you can follow Wesley Sullivan, a.k.a. Igmit Yazi, on Twitter at Wide Wide West. Thanks for joining us on our adventure. We'll see you on the next episode.